hello and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you're taking out time to join us again today, wherever you find yourself in the world, God is doing good things and he's doing it in your life. Uh, today, I am so excited, honored and blessed to be joined by Pastor Billy Joe Watts. Pastor Billy, how are you, sir? Man, I am, I am doing absolutely incredibly well. Uh, the Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. I'm, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, man, we're doing wonderful and uh, great yes, things are happening in the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Really briefly, for those who don't know, can you uh, tell us uh, where you guys are pastoring and, and what you guys do briefly? And then we'll dive on in and we're just going to have a good time. Well, we pastor a church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, called the Rock Church. We also travel uh, through Billy Joe Watts Ministries, and uh, we've been, our church has been going, it'll be 15 years this coming September. Um, what a great thing God is uh, is uh, really uh, having us to do uh, by mandate. It is, it's been a tremendous, tremendous opportunity uh, for us to minister the Word of God, travel the world, uh, and really see lives impacted for Christ. Formerly, uh, I was a pastor and an instructor uh, at Rama Bible Church, Rama Bible Training Center, 15 years. Uh, we helped train over 20,000 uh, men and women to get them ready for the ministry. And so, you know, we're still mentoring, we're still, still training uh, and raising up uh, believers, ministers, men and women of God for the, for the end time harvest. All right. That's right. Yes, sir. Oh, so lovely. I love hearing it. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Pastor Billy Joe is uh, such a blessing. His lovely wife, uh, Pastor Teresa, just just great people. Always great to be around them. Uh, we see each other at meetings and, and different times, and it's always yes. a blessing. And I'm so appreciative of them. So, uh, Pastor Billy, what I want to do is kind of have a uh, interview style with you and uh, kind of go back and forth. So let's go all the way back here. Can you tell us about uh, how you were raised? Did you grow up in church? Was that your background? Uh, how did all that come about? Growing up for you. Well, I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm from the Twin Cities, home of the White Castle. Hello, hello. And yes, uh, raised, basically raised in a, in a Baptist church. Uh, my mom, some of my family members would go. And of course, I was very, very committed as a teenager. Um, I didn't get born again until I got to Prairie View A&M University uh, down in Prairie View, Texas. That's where I met Teresa, my wife. Uh, she was a part of a Bible study of young people that were uh, on campus, preaching, living, ministering. Um, I happen to be singing in the Baptist Student Union Choir. Hello, somebody. Hey, come on. And um, we had a preacher that came to town or came to the campus one year. And while I'm singing in the choir, uh, he challenged us. He said, man, you guys that are really not living for God, you're singing, you're, you're going to church, but you're not, you're not right with God. What, what are you going to do with that? And man, I found myself walking the aisle uh, on that particular date, at, I think I'm about 18, 19 years old, and gave my heart to Jesus in that moment. And coming off the altar, 
I, I'm, I'm leaving the service and running up the aisle was, was my wife, Teresa Bullard, who later on we would get married. And uh, man, she, you did it, you did. She had been witnessing to me, ministering to me. Uh, I was trying to get a date, basically. I was like, girl, you're yeah. the kind of girl I'd like to take out. You know, yes, she sir. said, boy, I can't go out with you. I'm of a peculiar people and a royal priesthood. I thought, oh man, on, this girl, man. weird. And <laughs> come to find out, um, I had met a girl finally who was in, I, I was dating girls that were in church, but the church wasn't inside of them. And yes, so when I met Teresa, Pastor Teresa, I had met a young lady now who was really committed to the things of God. Uh, not only was I impressed by that, but I felt uh, really a strong knowing in my heart that I just, just didn't want to talk about <laughs> the things of God. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I didn't want to just talk about the things of God but I really wanted to commit my heart to Jesus. And it was at this conference at, on our college campus uh, that I was born again. Yeah, man, that's wonderful. Praise God. I, I always love getting the background of people's different stories and testimonies is uh, so different for different ones. But uh, just that moment, that come to Jesus moment, uh, it's always oh. a beautiful thing. Uh, nothing like that testimony. Yes, sir. And so uh, so how did you guys hear about Rhema? How did y'all get in, involved in that? Or what? How did the Lord bring that about? Well, you know, I worked radio and television. My major in college uh, was communications, radio and television uh, with a minor in business. And so I was leaning toward the public relations and advertising part of what I thought was going to be my career. And uh, as a result, radio, television, we were working for Brother Jimmy Swagger uh, in yes, Spring, Texas, which there he had a radio station there called K, uh, KJOJ Radio. And we, uh, Teresa and I were both DJs on that radio station. And so we pray, played Brother Hagen's broadcast every day. I worked there Monday through Friday and she worked on the weekends and she, we, she had other jobs. And, and, and uh, that, that's, a, I won't, I won't uh, go into that whole story. But as a result of pl uh, playing Brother Hagen's broadcast, I was familiar with the ministry. We were passing a faith library books around as young college students on the campus of Prairie View. Uh, A&M University when I was there from 80 to 84, approximately. Um, so playing the broadcast, reading the books, uh, going to Lakewood when Brother John Osteen was alive to hear Brother Hagen teach. That is how I became familiar with Rayma. Uh, if that wasn't enough, um, one of those years, my um, one of my upward bound teachers who was going to Mac Hammond's church up in uh, 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 Brooklyn Center or so, uh, called me and said, Billy Joe, I just graduated from Rama and you need to pray to God about coming here. Hello. Mm. And so I was on my way to Jimmy Swaggart's Bible school down in Louisiana because I was working at his radio station and the Lord arrested me, changed my whole heart. And I started looking into Rama and it was obvious that we needed to leave, resign our jobs, get to Rama Bible Training Center. And so in 1986, we left Houston and we headed out to Broken Arrow, and uh, what a what a tremendous decision uh, that was! You know, where our life and the trajectory of what God would later do for us and through us uh, was all established because of that one decision. Yes, sir. No, that's that's wonderful. Love hearing that. So 
you, you go to Rama and everything. And, and I always like to hear people's stories about going through that time. Cause for me, you know, everybody's story is different. I didn't go the, the college route. I went the internship route right. uh, yeah. for me. And so for that, for that moving to a whole nother place, I interned with uh, pastor Jeremy and Sarah Pearson's when they were still in Texas. Uh, right. And and it was just such a great season of, of time. But for me, you know, that was when I learned how to use my faith, so to speak, you know what I mean? Cause you're, you're relocating, you got to find a spot to live in. I had great roommates and everything, but you got to pay the rent. You got to make sure all these things come come about. And so what was that like for you guys transitioning there and learning faith, uh, not just by precept, but like Brother Hagen would say, by precept and example. What was that like? You know, I was reading that the other day where Jesus told Brother Hagen, go teach my people faith. You've learned faith by, uh, by precept, but I've allowed you and I know a lot of people had a had an issue with this at first because Jesus said to Brother Hagen, I've allowed you to go through certain things so that you would be able then to, by precept and example, living it every day, uh, be able to teach the people faith. And what a, what a powerful thing that was. I mean, you know, getting through college, that was a step of faith. Uh, going into corporate America, that was a step of faith. My heart's desire uh, was to work in corporate America. I was working for Texaco. Um, incorporated at the time, my dream job, uh, still working at the radio station on some weekends and all of that. And God began to deal with me. I finally got a job at Texaco, began dealing with my heart. Uh Uh-uh, leave that and go where Mm. I'm telling you to go. And oh God, you talk. I mean, we're coming to Broken Arrow. I've never heard of a Broken Arrow. I don't know where a Broken Arrow is. Hello. And so the Lord started directing us here and, and said, go. So we resigned to everything and we came ahead and what a step of faith it was. Uh, we only had our one son, Billy Joe, uh, was about two years old at the time when we came. And uh, of course he's 30 something, me going on 39 now. And uh, yeah, yes, he's a grown man, I guess. And so what a step of faith from food to tuition to paying a card note, car insurance. I. I can remember uh, while I was a student, the tires on our car, we had a little Toyota Torcel had worn out. And when I say worn out, uh, uh, Elijah, I'm talking about, you can see the thread coming out of the side of the tire, you know? So, you know, the tires could have gone any day. And there was a little church in Austin, Texas that had been inviting me back and forth to minister there. I later found out that they wanted me to to become their youth pastor and 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 God supernaturally directed me away from there to stay here and ultimately to be hired but I went down there and preached and and uh, they gave me an honorarium check for $600 and mm. I it took about 450 of that uh, to buy four yeah. tires and of course the other part of that we tithed certainly we tithed and then sure. we went yes, and splurged sir. on a hamburger glory to god <laughs> come on yes sir so what a so there's all kinds of stories that Teresa and I have uh, as a result of following the plan of god um uh, something that could have be, been very frightening very fearful uh, you know god has not given us a spirit of fear but of love power and that of a sound mind and so we overcame any uh, inhibitions to say, okay, God, not our will, uh, but your will be done. And as a result of that, we finally got here, like I said, 1986, went to Rama first year, second year uh, in uh, June of uh, right after my May graduation. 
I applied for a job in the mailroom at the ministry and I got hired uh, by Mrs. Lynette Hagen. And uh, that's where our journey at Rama started in the mailroom. One year later, we found ourselves on the pastoral staff. Praise God. That's wonderful. And so with that, Pastor Billy, can you go, can you go into that? You, you, you touched on it briefly, how there was this other opportunity for you to, to youth pastor at that church uh, that you attended, that you spoke at a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But can you speak into the, the leadership of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy yes. Spirit's leading you? Because I think a lot of times, especially younger people, because I have younger people that listen to this podcast, Absolutely. younger people, they can get moved by certain opportunities, but that doesn't mean that that opportunity is a God opportunity, a God appointment. Oh my. Oh my can you God. speak into that? Absolutely. Um, mine, and I, I don't, uh, don't try this at home, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, sir. My opportunity came about, uh, I was going to a wonderful little church. Uh, I'm preaching down there. They later decided, hey, when you graduate, maybe this is where you could come and be our youth pastor. It was through a supernatural dream that God had given me. I'm saying that to, to say God leads us all in various ways. The primary yes, way, come on somebody, to be led is through the inward witness. It's an it's a it's an intuition, a knowing in your spirit. Brother Hagen referred to it as a velvety feeling, uh, mm-hmm. a green light. It's not saying no, but you've got a green light to go ahead and go and pursue what you have on your heart. But I had a dream, and I'd asked the Lord in the dream. I was in the dream driving to Austin, Texas. That's the city we were looking at going to. And in the dream, I pulled into a convenience store. And I asked the, the, the cashier, hey, how do I get to Austin? He said, hey, man, just pull out, turn right, and straight straight ahead. And I remember in the dream, when I talk about it, it's still very, very vivid uh, in my thinking and in my thoughts. Um, I pulled, got, we got back in the car. I backed out. But when I backed out, I went left instead of right. And mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment and said, that is not the place that you are to go. And uh, so I, I went the opposite direction of the city and then months later found out that there was scandal there. Uh, the pastor mm-hmm. had run into some, some moral issues and all of that. And I would have yes, been sir. right in the middle of everything that had transpired there. But to God be the glory, uh, God helped us, preserved us, saved us, uh, and directed us in another way. Now, the rest of the story is I did stay. Uh, I graduated. I got hired in the mailroom. Uh, we had our second uh, child, which is our ta- our daughter, Kendra, and I needed to make more money because the mailroom uh, salary at the time just wasn't doing it. So I prayed mm-hmm. about it. I'm leaving Rama. I'm going to leave and take a job with State Farm Insurance. They had an entry level position and uh, all you had to have was a college degree that would pay you about 25000 a year, blah, blah, blah. Back then. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hello. Uh, I'm like, (laughs) I'm leaving. I'm going for the money. I'm going for the money. I don't mind telling you I'm going for the money. And so the Lord began dealing with my heart. I dropped my resume off at prayer school in the window of a guy whose wife worked at State Farm. He's going to turn my my resume in and get me an in into the company. Well, when Mm -hmm. I jumped back in the mail Jeep, part of my job in the mailroom, I delivered the mail all over the campus and and the whole deal, when I climbed back in the Jeep and looked in the rear view mirror, I heard the Holy Ghost say, not in an audible voice, but it was so distinct 
that you would have thought it was an audible voice. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit, authoritative in nature. A lot of times it feels like that voice is coming from the, the external side or the outside, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's loud and it's distinct, distinct because God is trying to get our attention. The Holy Ghost said, don't take that job. I've called you to the ministry. Mm. So blew my mind. I called the guy that night when I got off of work and said, hey, man, the Lord has called me to the ministry. I heard his voice today. I can't take that job. About two months later, I was interviewing for the job as associate pastor at Raymond Bible Church, and no one knew that I was going to leave and, and run after mm. the money and take a different job. Wow. Man, praise God. I, you know, like I said, I hope, because uh, I'm getting encouraged listening to the testimony, but I hope our listeners are listening. You know, this praise is God. great yes. information on being led by the Spirit, the practically being led by the Spirit and how He moves and, and leads and guides. And so with that, uh, Pastor Pastor Billy, uh, what, what was that like? associate pastor you guys are going into it in these meetings you have been in these meetings but it's a different role obviously a different assignment oh can you go into that yeah the reassignment from the mailroom to the staff was absolutely crazy um i was a, a little a little, <clears throat> little bit concerned i was coming out of a kojic church our membership was about maybe perhaps about 200 maybe 250 actively uh, so, oh my God, this reassignment was blowing my mind. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I'd never been on, uh, uh, on a staff this large. Uh, and certainly I was the, the only African-American in the environment. I wasn't, yeah. uh, I wasn't concerned about that, of course, but God had placed within my life, not only pastor, uh, Kenneth Hagan Jr., Mrs. Lynette Hagan, but he also placed in my life, Tony Cook and Fred brothers. They were the uh, mm -hmm. other two associate, Kent Booth was the youth pastor. Uh, they were the associate pastors and what a, a tremendous environment to learn in. I still have a great relationship uh, with Reverend Tony Cook and, and Pastor Fred Brothers, even until this day. Um, but the transition was, uh, there was obviously a learning curve there, but I God had two men, three, really three men of God, Pastor Hagen and the other two men in my life to really help me to navigate through the pastoral ministry. Uh, around that time, we had about 5,000, really 5,000 active members uh, of Rama Bible Church. So you can imagine there, there are bodies everywhere, people everywhere. Yeah. You're training and teaching in the school, you're ministering in the church, you're counseling people. Um, what a, just, a, I mean, a plethora of, of, of things that we were able to glean uh, as a result of that reassignment from the mailroom to uh, becoming associate pastors and teachers and instructors, but um, it was nothing that I had believed God for. It was nothing that I had ever dreamed of. My dream originally was after high school to be, go to college, become a professional football player, blah, 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 and infinitum. Yeah. And uh, at that time in my life, I loved the Lord, but I, I wasn't thinking about ministry and or anything. And from there, I'm thinking corporate business. And then uh, still not thinking about ministry until the Lord had really dropped this in my spirit that you're called to the ministry. Uh, I was licensed at the church of, in the Church of God in Christ in Houston before we moved to come to Rama, and uh, and God had really give, given us a great pastor, Bishop Richardson in Houston, and and so 
God had been ordering our steps. A good man's steps are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in every, one translation says, in every step we take. And so uh, through taking these steps and yielding to the Spirit and obeying and endeavoring to be led by the Holy Spirit, again, the primary way, uh, it was that in, inward intuition. I had that when I married my wife. Come on now. And on. Um, I just had a knowing that she was the one that I needed in covenant relationship to connect to so that we could go out into the future that God had purposed for us. And so uh, what, a, what a great opportunity, this, this reassignment to become an associate pastor. And God strategically had men and women in place to help further train us uh, to get us ready uh, and to complete us to be ready for what we're walking in today. What a great testimony that is. That's beautiful testimony. Yes, sir. And that's the love about God. All these steps, they're all, he knows what he's doing. He's so smart. You know, it's, it's yes. I got to shout out my spiritual father, brother Keith Moore. It's like every ah. time he heard, he had the realization at the, at the yes. light there, or he said, God is smarter than me. He said, if you would have asked him before, he would have said uh -oh, it, sure. Uh -oh. But it oh, was that revelation. God. It hit yeah. him, man. God is smarter than me. And so it's just wonderful to see how all of these, the plan, the path, the, the, the direction, how God yes. is, it's all connected just by being obedient to step out. Uh, Pastor Billy, you said something uh, there about being associate and, and, and working there. Uh, and you said, uh, you know, you being the only African-American that working in that particular department. And, but at the same time, you said you didn't have, you weren't worried about that. And so yeah. can you speak into more of why you weren't worried about that? Absolutely. This is this is my one of my absolute fortes. The ideal of understanding who you are in Christ is very paramount and it's strategic and uh, important even when it comes to ministry. I think, you know, you can imagine going into Rama. Um, I'm the uh, first, I should say, African-American associate pastor on the staff. Uh, Pastor Hagen, Mrs. Hagen, I think the big part of that was Pastor Hagen, Brother Hagen, Mrs. Hagen, Brother Tipton, who was one of my mentors, uh, Mrs. Lynette Hagen's father, uh, V.E. Tipton. He's still alive today because I, I'll never let him die because of the yes, things sir. that he taught me and what I get to share around the world as a result of my relationship there. But they all did a wonderful job in uh, receiving Teresa and myself accepting Teresa and myself, letting us be who we were created to be. And I think that as a result of that, we had a staff that that jailed together, blended together. Pat Riley, a number of years ago, a number of years ago when he was coaching the Los Angeles Lakers, they asked mm -hmm. him, what is the key to your success? He said, these men really love each other. And that's how I can sum up how I was able to acclimate uh, to the staff at Rama, Pastor Hagen, Fred Brothers, Tony Cook, their wives, supporting staff and all of that, because I believe that the love that we had and still have uh, for one another uh, trumped race. Come on yes, now. Hallelujah. Come on. It trumped race, status, stigma, stereotypical thinking in the American culture. And we were able to put together at that moment together a staff that was based upon uh, the love of God. I love it what it says in the Amplified Bible, First uh, Corinthians 13, the love of God what endures all things, believes all things, That's overcomes right. all things, takes into account, no account to a suffered wrong, blah, 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 blah. So I wasn't the kind, kind of young man uh, that was going to carry on my back 
400 years of racism, reparations, mm -hmm. and, and, and my personal goal to hold people responsible for what happened to black people in America. At the end of the day, uh, Pastor Hagen, Brother Hagen, Mrs. Hagen, they were not responsible for that. And so I went into my assignment as an associate pastor with an open mind, with the love of God, not allowing hurts and, and narratives from the past, come on somebody, uh, yeah. not to allow that to influence my decision to work on the staff with Pastor Kenneth Hagen Jr., Mrs. Hagen, and the rest of the crew. Uh, we really loved each other. And through that love of God, that lens of God's love, it really helped us to put together a great team. And uh, there was never any uh, pride or debating or going back and forth or yeah. uh, uh, one trying to one up one another. We exactly. really flowed well together. And as a result of God's love and my decision, and it was God in me, not, not just me, but God's mm -hmm. decision in me to not allow uh, past racial disharmonies to inf influence me, to impact our staff, I made a decision based upon the Holy Ghost to walk in harmony with the rest of the, of the staff. And it absolutely worked for us. And we had a tremendous relationship. Man, praise God. What a testimony. I love, just love that. Love your heart in that sharing that serve, man. That's, that's gold. That's gold right there. That's how we live uh, by yeah. the, the, that royal law of love. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. So uh, what are some things you learned uh, from Brother Hagen, uh, particularly? Uh, and of course, Pastor Hagen, Pastor Lynette, you, there are things that you learned there, you know, but I'm gonna get in trouble if I don't ask you some things you learned from Brother Hagen, you know, sure, you know how it goes. Yes, sure, absolutely. Uh, my greatest, uh, and I want to be clear on that, my greatest mentoring uh, from Brother Hagen uh, came as a result of all the books, the material uh, yeah. at that time, the cassettes or the CDs and DVDs, listening to the stories and the testimonies, uh, learning great, great lesson I learned from Dad Hagen was learning how to love my wife. Teresa and I, uh, this coming July the 23rd, uh, we, we would have been married 40 years. It'll be our 40th Praise year God. anniversary. And uh, we have the longest standing marriage in both of our families. And Praise I God. learned from Brother Hagen by watching how he related to Mom Hagen and treated Mom Hagen and loved Mom Hagen. One of my favorite stories is the time that they were young in the ministry and they were visiting a pastor, uh, in, ministering for a pastor and staying at the pastor's home. And the pastor's wife, had come out and shown Mom Hagen her brand new coat. And her brand new coat had a curve, a fur collar on it. And the lady had put the collar, the coat on and was rubbing the collar and talking about this, my new fur coat. It wasn't really a fur coat, but mm -hmm. a coat with a fur collar. Come on now. Yeah, and yeah. so she she's touching the collar and and Mom Hagen goes back to the bedroom and she's talking to Dad Hagen and she's kind of kind of crying a little bit and and and, you know, a little bit uptight. And Brother Hagen was like, you know, mom, what's wrong? And honey, what's wrong? And she said, you know, that that lady has a coat. Not only does she have a new coat, she has a, a, a coat with a fur collar. And I don't even have a good coat. And, you know, and Brother Hagen, he said he held mom. Hagen, and some of these might be my words, but he held mom Hagen in his arms. And he said, honey, don't worry about that. He said, 
if you will stay with me and stay with God's plan for our lives, I promise I will buy you a fur coat for every day of the week. And oh. I can testify that Mom Hagen, at the time that she moved on to heaven, owned a fur coat for every day of the week. Come on. And, and I think what a powerful testimony of, 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 of 45, 49, whatever years of marriage Brother Hagen and, and Mom Hagen had. Um, the, what a, that, 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 that's one of my greatest takeaways, how Brother Hagen loved her in the midst of depression and coming through the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and no matter mm -hmm. what, uh, vowed to love her as Christ loved the church. I guess, secondly, my greatest takeaway from Brother Hagen would be the love that Brother Hagen walked in. Um, I know over the years there were things said and done and, 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 and accusations that, you know, when you're, when you're on top, you're always, you don't have to look too far to find people who would love to pull you back down to the bottom. Come on now. That's right. And That's so right. I know uh, as a result of that, Brother Hagen came under fire, even when he was teaching faith uh, during the early years and on the road all the time and traveling. There were ministers that criticized him because they thought Brother Hagen should be at home taking care of his family. Brother Hagen was doing God's mandate for his life. Um, yeah. and, and, and would drive all night long to be at home with Pastor Hagen and Miss Pat, have breakfast with them in the morning, and then go back out on the road. So the love of God, secondarily, uh, was something that, that I admired about dad and mom and brother Tipton. And what a great takeaway. Um, a man awesome. that would drive all night to be with his kids, to have breakfast and see them off to school, and then go back on the road. That was an example and is an example uh, that I can emulate. Jen Tringle, one of my favorite, all-time favorite students and preachers mm -hmm. of the Word of God, what a, what a great preacher she is, has a powerful lesson that she teaches on generational synergy. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, Elijah, one of, the, one of the great reasons why I wanted to be on today, uh, because I love you. I think you're a tremendous man of God. Uh, I have followed you online, uh, trying to keep up with, with the great things that God is doing in your life. And I think uh, one of the great reasons to come on today, not just because I love you, but, but because I thought today would add some generational synergy uh, to your your podcast, all that you're doing, yes, the rebroadcast of that. You know, it's not the young against the old. That's what I mean by generational synergy. It's all of us coming together, as, as yes, the sir. word says, adding a supply. Come on now. Come adding on. a supply of the spirit uh, and, and going as they, they said from Star Trek, to boldly go when no man has gone before. Hello. <laughs> That's and, right. And, and, yes. and, to, and to do the things that all of us were created uh, to do. I love one of my favorite leadership quotes is, am I building people or am I building my dream and using people to do it? Um, mm -hmm. I think so many times we can find ourselves so enamored with what we're doing, what we're building, whether we're a young pastor or an old pastor, a young evangelist or an old evangelist, we can become mm -hmm. so hyped up about what we consider to be our thing that we can forget about God's thing. And That's I think right. generational synergy helps us to remember to not only reach forward and learn from those that have gone ahead, hallelujah, but to mm -hmm. reach back and help the next generation to walk in the types mm -hmm. of things that Brother Hagen left with us 
so that we can leave it with them. That's right. That's it. That's it. Beautiful picture. Yes, sir. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Pastor Billy, I'd get in trouble if I didn't ask this too. That's why I have to ask this question too, sir. Pastor Billy, uh, so obviously you're at Rama, and uh, there's a there's another gentleman at Rama that's been impactful to to my life and to yours, and Pastor Teresa as well, Brother uh, Keith Moore. So oh, uh, can, oh. can you can you tell us about that time? Like because I know you went in the '80s, so I think he he was teaching. He was an instructor at that point. He, when he, he was my instructor. There. He was my instructor. Uh, yes, sir. Tell us about. Tell us about. Yeah, 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 brother Keith, uh, and even Pastor Phyllis, I, I yeah. cannot say uh, enough uh, good things about brother Keith Moore. Um, uh, submission and authority. Uh, I think he may. I don't know if he or Patsy had praise life. Uh, you know, he'd fill in for brother, brother, brother uh, Hagen, Christ the Healer. Um, mm -hmm. These kinds of things coming out of my church backgrounds, uh, Baptist church, Pentecostal church, and all of that. Uh, I had never been in an environment where um, uh, this teaching on faith and healing and trusting God, uh, it, it, it opened up a whole nother world to me. Uh, meeting Brother Keith, being in Brother Keith's classes, uh, going to prayer school a little bit. I, we were, I was married with a small child, so I had to spend a yeah. lot of my afternoons working, but uh, getting to know Brother Keith, sitting in the classes, uh, talking with him personally, and then becoming a contemporary of his uh, as we were teaching at Rama together. Uh, there were a few times that he actually called me into his office and gave me some, um, some uh, encouragement in the area of sermon preparation, uh, helping the students to be led by the Spirit in their preparation. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm uh, and obviously I dealt, dealt with being led but I'm covering a lot of the technical things and putting messages together and all of that. And so he and I spent time together uh, dealing with some of that. In fact, I still have the notes in my uh, portfolio uh, that I received from uh, in that meeting with Brother Keith as he was e exhorting and encouraging me uh, in my yes, teaching sir. role. Uh, of course, over the years, we've been a part of the Greater Faith Conference. We just got back from there. We, we've been going 15 years uh, to the, the Branson meeting, the week of increase. Uh, he has been a very pivotal part of what we do. Uh, a lot of our church structure is as a result of what he does, they do, uh, and on and on and on. And so he has been next to uh, Brother Hagen, Bishop Richardson, Pastor Hagen, Miles Monroe, John Maxwell. I can go on and on and on of the mm -hmm. impact of the people that have had an impact on my life, brother Keith uh, is in. If I don't, he don't, he wouldn't like me if I, to rank anybody. But I, I yes. put, uh, I, I, um, brother, don't. That's pride, brother. That's pride. Don't yeah, do yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> um, brother Keith is in my top five of mentors and pastors and persons in my life that I lean on and that I lean to. Uh, as a minister and as a pastor and as a husband, as a coach and as a leader uh, myself, I lean very heavily upon him. He's part of my top five. Man, that's wonderful. Yes, sir. Uh, beautiful thing. Yes, sir. I, it's just always good to see and hear these different stories and backgrounds with uh, that, you know, brother Tony, when he was on the podcast, talked about the time that they were together and, and, uh, 
Brother Hagen had come in and they talked about what would go on to be the Midas Touch book. Right. And so it's always good to hear these different stories and 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 backgrounds. So thankful for the Moors. They've been my pastors for about 16 years now. Wow. So always wow. been great being under them here in, in Branson and, and uh, so thankful for them. And uh, Miss Phyllis taught me in youth group. So Miss Phyllis right. has a special place in my heart. Uh, uh, I always will. She, that's what that's my mama, you know, so, right. uh, so, if anything so goes thankful. wrong, we're going to blame Miss Phyllis. That's it. Yes. No, 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. Yeah, I lo love, love them so much, and they're so grateful. So, Pastor Billy, as we begin to wrap this up, um, can you take us through the testimony for you guys walking through uh, what transpired? You guys had a, your daughter that, that passed away. Can you talk about yes. just how the Lord helped you guys? I think it's a beautiful testimony. I can, and just quickly, for those that may not know, we have uh, we have, I should say, a present tense, a 32-year-old daughter named Kendra Jerese Watts. She had had some, some drug issues and some challenges over the years and really pretty much got cleaned up, was doing great, working a career job, some other things. She took some drugs that were laced with fentanyl. And mm. basically, she laid down, went to sleep and stopped breathing, never woke up again. And so in that moment, uh, we got a phone call. We had to go and basically identify her body and all of that. And we had a decision to make that God would, 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 would either be God in our lives, lives or he would not be God. And so, mm -hmm. you know, as we settled back in after getting the news that she had uh, moved on to heaven, we, we began to worship, we began to praise, uh, phone calls began to come in. One of those phone calls was from uh, Pastor Keith Moore, who loved on us, ministered to us, prayed for us. Um, we spent many, many days uh, reflecting on Kendra's life. She was a musician, uh, played about six instruments, was uh, 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 very, very proficient musically in college, majoring in music and on and on and on. I believe the devil fought her so hard because of the call of God, uh, really, that was, on, that was on her life. And so through the peace of God, the Bible talks about it in the peace of God, uh, you know. will, will, will encourage your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. I love 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, talks about David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I think yes. for Teresa and I, it was a moment and a time and space where we did a lot of encouraging ourselves in the Lord. Um, we did a lot listening to our pastors and mentors who reached out to us to love on us at that particular time. And uh, we made a decision that we could either we could either allow grief to come in uh, to, to hold us back and to hinder our walk with God in our life, or we could refuse to allow that spirit of grief to get inside of us. It is a yes. spirit, and people mm -hmm. have become debilitated, incapacitated as a result of allowing the weight of grief because of the, the weight of losing a loved one or the challenge of losing a loved one. And in fact, we decided instead of, uh, of, 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 of going inward, we turned outward and decided mm -hmm. that we would use our daughter's death, not only as a testimony for ourselves, but out of her death, we started a benevolence or we changed our benevolent ministry to Kendra's Corner. And it is mm -hmm. the corner where we provide food, non-perishable food items and dinner in a bag and gift cards to people that are in need and hurting. <clears throat> one of 
the great testimonies of our daughter. She would get off work at the Cheesecake Factory, make a spaghetti dinner, and at 12 midnight, when all the other waiters and waitresses would get off work, she'd invite them to come over and have dinner. So she's mm. ministering to people, and we had it in our yeah. heart to keep that ministry alive. So Kendra's Corner is now up and running. We've had thousands—excuse <laughs> me—thousands of dollars come in. Uh, to minister to people and to help in the efforts of others who are ministering to others. Also, out of that situation, we initiated a podcast called the You Choose Broadcast. You mm. can choose how the death of a loved one, particularly through drug overdose, alcohol abuse, how that death or how that addiction, you choose how it's going uh, to impact your life. And so Teresa and I have partnered together. We've made a covenant that we will allow, we will not allow grief to come in and stop us, but we will use Kendra's Corner. We will use our You Choose podcast to be a blessing to as many people as we can find. And we found out that through the broadcast, many, many pastors with kids that are dealing with addiction are tuning in to hear our story so that they can change their story. Praise wow. God. Praise the Lord. Isn't it such a wonderful thing? So I love that. I love the, the story of overcome because in that moment, like the title of your podcast, you have a choice there, right? Yes. You can choose yes. how you're going to do that. And I love hearing these stories of even when the enemy throws his best shot, I'm talking about all, all his weight behind it, trying to throw off the plan of God. I yeah, love it when yeah. a believer in Christ says we are going to overcome. We yes. have a living hope in Christ. Uh, yes. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, so I just love that so much. So that, that podcast, uh, can you say that again, just for people that may need to listen to that? Can you share uh, about that the, again? It is facebook.com slash uh, Teresa Watts live. It's called the you, if they put in, you choose Teresa Watts, it, that, that should get it. That should pop it up. Uh, one thing I failed to mention that in the first night we were sitting on the side of the bed, holding each other, crying, listening to Brother Keith Moore. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I do. I never Man. have to worry that I might not make it through. Um, we listened to that for about three or four days in a row. He called and uh, and that really added a lot of strength uh, to what yeah. we were going through at that moment. Yes, sir. Oh, that's beautiful. Praise God. I'm so, so thankful for that, man. God's so good to connect us with the right people. Uh, yes. Just all, all throughout the plan, all throughout the path. Because if you, if you got off, if you missed it in an area, you know, thank God that you can repent and get back. But I'm so glad that the Lord had you guys go the direction he had you go. That you guys obeyed and listened to the best of your ability as thank he helps you. Amen. And it just led all through life, right? Going to Ramah, making the decision not to go to the other church, to be there, that God saw it all, had it all mapped out and planned out. It's just a beautiful thing how he can save and how yes. he can deliver us. Uh, Pastor Billy, as we wrap it up, sir, would you pray over the listeners as we wrap up, sir? Yes, I will. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we give you glory and honor and praise today. The Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We pray over Elijah. We thank you for this ministry. We thank you for the moral ministry and all that you have him doing, the young people, the old people that are tuned in today. We pray peace and blessing upon their lives. 
We thank, thank you, you for leading them and guiding them. The Bible declares that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. May the listeners continue to be led, continue to follow that inward yes. witness, that intuition, the still small voice, the voice of the Holy Ghost. For those that are needing direction, we thank you now, thank Lord, you. that you lead them and you guide them and you show them things to come. We thank you that all of their needs, come on, all of their needs are being met according to That's your riches right. and glory, you. for finances, for avenues and opportunities and open doors and transportation. I thank you, Lord, that you are working in them both to will and to do That's of right. your good pleasure. And as they yield to that, there will be a fulfillment of all that you've called them to. We speak peace and blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Billy Joe, for being a part of uh, on the podcast today. Thank you so much. What a blessing to have you on. Uh, how can people get in contact, see what you guys are doing? You shared about the podcast, but uh, if they want to check out the church, uh, what you guys uh, are doing there? Our website, the church website is www.therockchurchtulsa.org. That is the best place to get a hold of us there uh, here in the city of Tulsa, where we try to keep most of our things updated there. A lot of my personal traveling schedule, I don't necessarily advertise, and I won't. The, the simple reason is years and years ago when I was traveling, my wife was home alone, and she felt a little vulnerable that I was putting my schedule out for the world. She's here by herself, and, uh, and she asked me not to do that. I do a lot of corporate events uh, for small, medium, and large corporations. I'm part of the John Maxwell uh, inaugural leadership uh, training, speaking, coaching team. I do that as well as my first priority is pastoring our church, the Rock Church here in Tulsa. So I'm, I'm found here in many, many places. You can go to Facebook, Billy Joe Watts Facebook. I have a new Facebook page. I uh, had to do that, uh, but you can get me there. You can DM me there. You can request me there or even ask me questions there. I'm happy uh, to entertain any questions that could come up. So praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Billy Joe. Uh, and man, you and Pastor Teresa are such a blessing to my life. And I'm so thankful, always glad to see you guys and give you a hug at these meetings. And uh -huh. uh, God is so good and gracious. And thank you, the listener, for being a part. Uh, God's doing good things. You've got some good information here. Uh, this is worth a replay as well. So you may yes, hear it once, amen. you might need to listen again and then uh -huh. get a replay in. Man, God got had some good information he shared uh, through Pastor Billy Joe. So you should do that. Thank you guys for listening listening, being a part. My name's Elijah Merle. Don't ever forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.